Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. On the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Well, the world is still saying goodbye to Kirstie Alley, and I think everybody is ready to run over to Cheers and be where everybody knows your name. I might could use a beer at this point. We, <laughs> or something a little harder. Oh, my goodness. We, uh, we'd we like to think that we know your name. If we don't know your name, we'd like to learn it. But keep our numbers handy this morning. 866-916-3776. We love having you be a part of our Morning Jam family. Our text number is 434-248-0704. Happy Wednesday to you all. Here is your thought of the day. Knowledge isn't free. You have to at least pay attention. Oh, how many times did you hear that in school? I didn't hear those exact words, but I heard pay attention a lot. Well, you know, we were talking with uh, Marco Galbraith yesterday, Mm -hmm. and he was saying that uh, sometimes he'll hear from young college students who will say like, yeah, I went through this class, but I didn't really learn anything. And then he'll talk to other students who are like, oh, yeah, it was great, and so uh, sometimes I think it does have to do with how much are we paying attention, really. Uh, our Mind Jam trivia today. Today, we're talking about a state. We're not talking about food. It's almost always about food. I know. Uh, today, we're talking about a state in the United States. We want to know which state was once home of the world's tallest man, was home of the first modern skyscraper in 1885, and it leads America in the number of personalized license plates. Have you ever had a personalized license plate? I have one right now. Oh, that's right. You do. I've always had one, actually. No, my one in Kansas wasn't personalized, but the, the ones I've had in Virginia were personalized. I had a vanity plate one time, and I didn't pay for it. It I was had part of a group that I was in. Got it. In the, in so, the, I always got I always get the tech license plate. So I, the there's twice I've come up with like the phrase I put on there. Mm-hmm. First one was F U T, the number four R E, and so it's supposed to be like future Ferrari. Ah, for my beat up pickup truck. It's very distracting when somebody has a vanity plate and you're trying to figure it out. Evidently, if you're in this state, there might be a lot of those. So we'll uh, get you to text us in and make your guess on what state we're talking about. 434-248-0704. I think I'm going to get this one. Okay. If you get this one, I'm surprised unless you heard stuff that I was doing in here. No. I'd I be really surprised. I wasn't if paying you got attention. Stuff. No. Okay. I didn't. <laughs> Back to our thought of the day. Yeah. Uh, on this day in history, a sobering day as it is December the 7th, and the Japanese warplanes did attack Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. It was a surprise early morning attack, 
and uh, the U.S. will declare war on Japan the following day. Most of those were on the battleship USS Arizona. In 1963, sports fans got to watch it all over again for the very first time. In the Army-Navy football game, TV viewers got something they'd never seen before, an instant replay of the Army quarterback's touchdown. Worried this programming innovation would confuse viewers, the announcer explains, ladies and gentlemen, Army has not scored again. Nice. Well, I mean, I guess if you think about it, Army Navy game, Yeah, Army-Navy game is one of my favorite games to watch this year, every year because one they only run the ball so it's like a tight two-hour football game right um but you know it, they always do special uniforms and the military aspect and you have the core i think it's they, interesting that they did the first instant replay in at ar- one of their games though and if you want to listen to the army navy game cbs sports radio lynchburg 93.3 and on the app we we have the game two o'clock on saturday good to know uh, on this day in 1979, Star Trek, the motion picture, first movie of the series, premieres, directed by Robert Wise. And, well, I mean, you know who it starred, right? Yeah, you know. William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, and pretty much the whole crew from Star Trek. It was the start of, uh, yeah, kind of a big franchise there. Travel forward with us, 300 years into the future, to confront the greatest mystery ever to threaten mankind. We are aboard a huge starship called the Enterprise. This is the return of Captain Kirk. An alien object of unbelievable destructive power is less than three days away from this planet. Mr. Spock. I offer my services as science officer. Dr. McCoy. Scotty. And joining them on their mission, Commander Will Decker and Navigator Ilea. Is it possible to be a Trekkie and to be a Star Wars fan? I don't think it is. Because if I confuse those with my my Star Wars people, they get very upset with me. I like Star Wars over Star Trek. See, um, I like to do that just to mess with them, just to see how upset they get. That's smart. Um, but, like, I wouldn't, if you did it to me, I would literally not care. Right, because you're not really a Trekkie. I'm a normal human being. <laughs> I'm there, just kidding. There is that. No, I'm not. I think that's pretty accurate. Um, We've got birthdays today. A lot of celebrity birthdays, including actress Ellen Bernstein. She turns 90 years old today. And also, musician Tom Waits. He's turning 73. If you're not familiar with his music, he is one cool dude. Let me tell you. If that didn't make you want to go see him in concert, I don't know what would. Uh, Tom Waits turning 73 years old today and so much fun. Uh, Singer Sarah Bareilles is having a birthday today. She is turning 43 years old. Turning 43 years old. Happy birthday, Sarah. We also have uh, bluegrass singer Bobby Osborne having a birthday today. Um, I I mean, I really had to double check that one because he is, Bobby's getting up there in age right now. Uh, He is, of course, of the Osborne Brothers, 
and uh, he is turning 91 years old today. Isn't that crazy? Of course, he is best known for you. Do you know the answer to this? Do you know what the Osbournes are best known for? You should know this answer. They're, uh, I know they're in country music. Well, they're bluegrass. Yeah. Bluegrass music. Um, they are best known for playing Rocky Top. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that. Yeah, that I, was the that was what they were absolutely you, the best known for. But they played that song a million times. I mean, I was going to say, I heard this song like 6,000 times this college football season because Tennessee was actually relevant this year. Well, I'm from Tennessee, and I've sung that song at least 6,000 times. I now know it, so it's it <laughs> See? helps. There you go. Uh, also having a birthday today in the country music field, Gary Morris. He is turning 74. I will tell you, I had such a crush on this man when I was singing country music. Of course, he's a lot older than I am. But I just thought he was the most handsome thing. It's probably a good thing we never played in the same venue that he did. He's turning 74 years old today. Yeah. He was a handsome, handsome man. Big old mountain of a man. And then we have one more birthday today uh, this is one of the girls from three's company priscilla barnes she is turning 65 years old Jack, are you all right oh terry listen I, I gotta talk to you about something right away but before you do what was that for just for being you and i'm sorry i waited this long to do it now what did you want to say Want to go to the mountains with me this weekend? Oh! Oh, I would love to! I know what I'll do. I'll pack us something to eat on the way up, okay? Oh, Jack. Oh, I was hoping for something like this. Of course, she was the replacement for Suzanne Summers back in the day. And she is having a birthday today. So, thank you for the text this morning. Lucas said sing it uh, as far as Rocky Top. I'm singing Saturday at Second Stage that in Amherst. So, I can sing it. <laughs> and I don't think they want that. Oh, maybe he does want you to sing it. Do you want Trey to sing it, Lucas? Because I'm sure he would probably help you out with that. Maybe, if you wanted him to. Um, here is our Mind Jam trivia. Today's question is about a state. We want to know which state was once home to the world's tallest man, was home of the first modern skyscraper in 1885, and leads America in the number of personalized license plates. We've had a lot of guesses, including New York. Several people guessed New York. Illinois was guessed. California was guessed. So those were some of the guesses so, that yeah, we've had so, so far. I'm, I'm breaking this down. Ready? Okay. So I'm going to use skyscraper first. You think New York, Chicago. You know, those are the okay. two. Yeah, right. So that true. New York, Illinois. Okay. Then I think, who's the tallest person? Uh-huh. I think of Abe Lincoln, tallest president. If you said, I think he's the tallest president. I don't think he was the world's tallest man, though. He wasn't, but right. I just know but that. But he was tall. They yeah. produce tall people. Oh, okay. And All I've right. driven through Illinois, and I've seen plenty of personalized plates. So that is my leading candidate. So I'm going to go Illinois. Okay. So how about, you know, just, All I'm right. breaking it down. Okay. That's, that's very logical. 
you were very logical in the way that you were breaking that down. We're going to have the answer for you. I don't know that it'll be a logical answer, but we are going to have an answer for you coming up here on the Morning Jam. The Morning Jam. We are the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. There you go. From one of my most favorite albums ever, Dan Fogelberg, Souvenirs, and the song Illinois, which was the answer to today's Mind Jam trivia. We wanted to know what state was once home to the world's tallest man, home of the first modern skyscraper in 1885, and leads America in the number of personalized license plates. The answer is Illinois, and uh, it's National Illinois Day. So... There you go. National Illinois Day is today. I've only driven through Illinois. That's it. I've never I've never been through Illinois at all. I'd like to see that part. I've driven country. through a lot of states. I'd, I'd like to visit all the states. Like really see them. Not just kind of hit the high points, but really see them. But I don't get out of the South much, if I'm being honest. <laughs> well, I lived in Can- when I lived in Kansas, I uh, that's how the only well, yeah. time. Now now I probably won't get out of the South much too, so it's okay. Yeah, that's true. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about um, what does it take to be censored or canceled? I think today breaks the record for the number of stories that I have read about people just denying services or just blatantly ignoring uh, a person's right to whether it's eat in a restaurant or share a message about, um, you know, a book that they're doing. Uh, Lucas, it was Illinois. That was the state. Illinois was the what the, the song. Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, there you go. Um, so we're going to be talking about quite a few of those stories uh, on the way, including um, there are stories about a Richmond restaurant that completely canceled a Christmas party with a group that had booked with them because they were a religious group. So, I mean, is that where we are right now? If I come in and I'm wearing my my cross, are you going to be able to just go, okay, nope, you're not going to be able to, to eat here anymore. So, thanks for coming, but no. So, they have absolutely refused to host this person how is this any different what restaurant from is what this? they used to do in um you, you know with jewish people or black people i i don't i don't really i think we're on a a very slippery slope here right now uh it's a german restaurant in richmond that is that's doing this um it is called hold on uh metzger bar and butchery says they uh, made the decision to cancel the event held by the Family Foundation. 
because many of the restaurant's employees are women or members of the LGBTQ community. And they thought it would make their staff feel uncomfortable. Can you imagine if a restaurant saw a same-sex couple come in and they refused them service because you're going to make my wait staff uncomfortable because you're a same-sex couple? Do you think for a second, a hot second, that that would be okay? Because I can assure you it would not be okay. Uh, the Family Foundation put out a message saying, Welcome to the double standard where some believe that Jack Phillips must be forced to create a wedding cake as part of the celebration of a same-sex ceremony, but any business can deny basic goods and services to those who hold any biblical values around marriage. Yep. 866-916-3776. Do you think um, that, I mean, technically, I guess all businesses have the right to refuse service, technically. You know, he has the right to refuse service to to make the the cake. So is that okay for them to do that? I don't know. We also have a story about Kirk Cameron, who has been denied a story hour slot by public libraries for his new controversial book, evidently. It's a faith-based children's book celebrating family, faith, and biblical wisdom. Actor, writer, producer, Kirk Cameron, with very well-known name, cannot reach scores of American children or their families in U.S. cities because over 50 public libraries have either outright rejected him or not responded at all. A story hour program for kids and parents connected to a new book releases uh, is an activity that many libraries typically will welcome to present to their patrons and community somebody, especially somebody like Kirk Cameron, who is a pretty well-known name. Many of the same libraries that won't give Cameron a slot are offering Drag Queen Story Hour or similar programs for kids or young people who think it would be okay to, to give equal time there, but no. According to Cameron's book publisher, uh, and according to a review of the library's websites and current program listings, some library programs promote outright gender fluidity, inclusion, and diversity. Others offer name change clinics for older teens and adults who want to alter their official paperwork for gender identity reasons. Brave Books, that's Cameron's publisher, shared details of the Story Hour request and the rejections received to date. The uh, public library in Providence, Rhode Island, told Cameron and his book publisher by phone, no, we'll pass on having you run a program in our space. We're a very queer-friendly library. Our messaging does not align. You are a freaking public library. Your library is supposed to serve all the people, not just a certain sliver of it. When the publisher asked the library official about filling out the paperwork form to apply for a story hour slot, the individual said, you can fill out the form to reserve a space and run the program in our space, but we won't run your program. On the website, the library promotes a regular offering for young people called Queer Umbrella. It's a club in a safe space where teens can learn, discuss, and connect over queer history. Art, community resources. 
It's open to all members of the LGBTQ plus community who are 12 and older, the library said. When reached out for a comment, they said no comment. The publisher explained uh, this would be for Kirk Cameron and his new children's book, As You Grow. I recommend you go out and buy one immediately. Uh, the library representative told the publisher, I just don't think that's something that we would do. Not really interested, you know, in a family children's book, you know, where there's actually, you know, mom and dad and God representing the family. That, that, that doesn't really align with their values. So there you go. When is it going to stop? When is it okay to discriminate? I'm curious if you have an opinion on that. 866-916-3776 is our phone number. You guys have been texting about it. But, um, yeah, we'll see what you have to say about it. Uh, we got one text that said, I, I can discriminate for whatever reason I want. Should the government tell me I can't? Well, I guess I guess it depends on, I just think we're on a very dangerous place right now. It, it will not be long before if you're wearing a Christian shirt, if you're wearing an old wham shirt from 1984 that says choose life that can be misinterpreted, you might be refused service. We have become so pathetically intolerant in this country. It's ridiculous. Coming up, we'll have WDBJ7 on the way, taking a look at some of our headlines from uh, Roanoke, Lynchburg, and the uh, the south side region and we'll also take a look at your rainy forecast it is rainy today and we're going to have that throughout the week all that coming up on the morning jam i'm janet rose good morning It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Clouds today, showers possible. Warmer, though, highs at 67. We'll get those lows in the upper 40s tonight with a few stray showers. Mostly cloudy on Thursday. A 30% chance of rain showers. Still mild highs at 61. Lows at 42 Thursday nights. And on Friday, expect showers likely. It will be cooler, too, with highs at 53 degrees. And currently 49 Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supply. What is going on? <laughs> I think it was mis- the weather was misplaced. Oh, okay. All right. So there we go. That explains it. Always an adventure here on the Morning Jam. Uh, our number again is 866-916-3776. And we've got quite a bit of rain throughout the area. Looks like we're going to have rain for the next hour in several parts of the listening area. Um, Danville, I don't think it's raining right now in Danville, but um, but it will be soon. If it's not raining yet, it will be. Uh, we're very happy to say that uh, our frequency there on the south side is back up and running. Had... Uh, had quite a few texts this morning. We appreciate that. The Gretna transmitter was having some issues and was down. Now 106.3 is up to full power. And uh, we're happy that you all are listening. And thanks for the text uh, welcoming us back. We do appreciate that. Coming up in a little bit, we have got several stories that we're going to be covering, including the latest on former President Trump 
the latest of that uh, tax fraud scheme and everything that's going on with that. Uh, we're going to be talking with legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum. He's so interesting uh, when he talks uh, and breaks down some of these stories. So we'll have him coming up at 8 o'clock. In the meantime, uh, we have uh, Jim Crisula back with us out of Greensboro, North Carolina. He is going to talk about Georgia. Finally, it's over. Uh, can we all breathe now? I think so. Hey, good morning, Janet. Hi. Uh, so it, it didn't take too long to get the results this time, did it? No, that's correct. Uh, at this point, I can tell you CBS News is projecting, at least, that Raphael Warnock has been reelected, the Democratic senator. He did make a victory speech last night, and Herschel Walker, the Republican challenger late last night, uh, did come out and, and concede this runoff election. Still very, very close. About 98% of the vote, Janet, has been counted, and nearly 4 million votes cast, wow. 3.7 or so million. And there's only about 100,000, if my math is correct, my poor math skills are correct, <laughs> only about 100,000 uh, uh, difference. So uh, remember back in November on the 8th, actual election day, uh, neither candidate got 50% of the vote plus one. They, that's required by Georgia law, and at that point, Warnock did lead Walker by about 35,000 votes. So he, and again, about the similar number uh, cast in the general election and the runoff. So uh, it, it obviously uh, Warnock did improve his his stead with a lot of people. Well, I mean, it, it's nothing to to sneeze at. It was still pretty pretty close, and those yes. numbers for that quick of a turnaround for a runoff that's pretty impressive, isn't it? It really is to have that many people come out and vote, yes. And again, considering the fact that uh, this election was not as, as important and vital as it was early on, back in November, let's say, in, in terms of the makeup of the U.S. Senate, it, this obviously, if Warnock continues to lead and is ultimately declared winner, that, uh, that gives the Democrats a little more sway in the Senate, 51 to 49, rather than a, a shared power type thing with the vice president being the tiebreaker. But again, uh, when you consider the fact that uh, this uh, this election and the results, as I say, were not as important as they, they appeared to be several weeks ago, and, and still to get nearly 4 million people to come out and vote. But again, Georgians have been subjected to just almost nonstop, Janet, TV yeah. and radio ads, and text messages from these political campaigns now for really two to three months. I mean, to the tune of billions of dollars, just about. Yes. I mean, it's just been crazy. Yes. Yeah, just incredible amounts of money spent on this campaign, specifically this race, and, and really nationwide, obviously. Well, we thank you for joining us this morning and getting us an update. Uh, you're probably going to be happy to move on to another story at this point. This one's been dragging <laughs> out for a yes. while. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I have no more about Georgia politics than I ever thought I would. Than you so. ever want everything you wanted to know but was afraid to ask. Correspondent exactly. Jim Crisula joining us from CBS. Thank you so much for joining us sure, this morning, Jan, Jim. Good to talk to you. you too. Yeah, um I, I really I really enjoy him. He does such a good job and we love having him here on the show. Uh, we've been talking this morning about what warrants being canceled. There are so many stories. Um, out there now where you're seeing people just being turned away. We had the story out of Richmond where the uh, the Richmond restaurant 
because there was a, a nonprofit group that had booked a Christmas party uh, and it had to, to do with family values and they stood for, you know, a, a marriage between a man and a woman and, and having a, a mom and a dad and, and families and that kind of thing. Uh, they said, oh, you make our staff uncomfortable. So they just canceled the party. You know, is, is that okay? I said, it's not going to be long before you have a, a cross on your shirt or, you know, something, a religious necklace, a, a cross on your on your necklace. Are they just going to kick you out for that? Uh, Trucker Allen said, this shirt would get me refused service. It's a Christmas shirt. And it's got Trump on the front of it like a cartoon. It says, this is going to be a great, great Christmas. Very special. Very merry. Really terrific. Everyone agrees. <laughs> it might. It might just get you canceled. You never know. Uh, there was a young woman that just about got canceled at a family wedding that went horribly wrong. The chaos continues when it comes to Taylor Swift tickets. This uh, teenager took to Reddit to ask if she was wrong for not giving up her Taylor Swift ticket to her cousin-in-law's new bride at their wedding. What? Oh, yeah. So, oh, not you, even their not, cousin. You're not going to believe this well, story. I was going to say Ticketmaster was a pain. My mom, Hamilton's coming to Richmond, and my mom, I was getting tickets for it, and she was struggling with it. And it was not even as, like, popular. Right. Hamilton's hardly Taylor well, Swift, but still popular yeah. show, for sure. So, um, she submitted this to Reddit under the, am I the a-hole <laughs> headline apparently that's a running thing with reddit and she says i love taylor swift since i was two and wanted to know if she was an a-hole for not giving up her taylor swift ticket so her cousin john is 29 and pulled her aside at his wedding after hearing her tell another family member she had scored a taylor swift ticket and she was excited about it he asked if there was any chance she would be willing to give her ticket to his new bride, Jane, age 27, who had not been successful in getting a ticket for herself. See, I would immediately go to the lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part, Jane, just because you couldn't get the ticket. Anyway, uh, she said she told them I've waited a long time to get my ticket. I don't want to give it up. Um, he knows I love Taylor Swift and was excited about going to the concert and was going with her friends. John apparently was disappointed, but ultimately walked away. John and Jane were soon having their first dance, to which was Taylor Swift's song, Lover. At the end of the song, John got the microphone and told everyone at the wedding that I had so kindly decided to give Jane my Taylor Swift what? ticket. As a wedding gift. I mean, there's going to be a throwdown in aisle five. That is like... That's the a-hole. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I can answer that. Yeah, ex <laughs> I agree. Well, but it didn't turn out that way. So Jane starts crying. Oh, no. And said, I was this the This marriage best is also a terrible start. Cousin ever. Oh. I had made her wedding day. I stood there in shock. And then asked if I could speak to her in private. But she brushed me off. I tried to talk to John. He ignored me, too. She said her whole family was coming up to her, telling her how mature and awesome she was for giving up that ticket. 
I told them I had never planned on giving her my ticket. I was keeping it, and I was going with my friends as I had originally planned. So you're you're a 27-year-old woman. You're going to go sit in the middle of 16-year-olds at a Taylor Swift concert, really, by yourself, with also, kids you don't know? think about how much money that ticket is. <laughs> like, come on. But, I mean, it's almost like kicking a puppy. This girl's a teenager. You're a grown woman. Stop it. Oh, my God. Word soon got back to John and Jane. Jane actually started sobbing, now saying I was selfish for not giving me her ticket. Your husband was selfish for putting her in that position. Jane also said, since I didn't get her a wedding gift, she's 17, uh, at least the least I could do was give her my ticket. The Redditor stood her ground, told the bride, I don't owe her anything. You know, that's pretty, that's pretty good for a 17-year-old. There's a lot of young people... Put in that position. I would have probably yelled, like, because I, I don't care about Taylor Swift tickets, but if, like, similar situation. But he's counting on her. Caving. Caving because it's in front of all these people, and she's going to be embarrassed if she doesn't do it. I mean, that's worked for a lot of people before. Man, I should have hopped on when Mark was retiring and say Mark wasn't retiring and see if that would work. So. I know, really. <laughs> Uh, she said she had seen Taylor Swift before, the new bride hadn't, and I understand it was frustrating to wait in the queue to not get tickets, but it's not my job to make sure that she got one. She also said if they were patient, the scalper prices might go down by the show. John screamed at her to leave the wedding, saying she had ruined the special occasion. Some family members contacted her later and said that they didn't agree with her for not relinquishing her ticket and called her a name. Others said she should have waited until after the wedding to tell Jane the ticket wasn't hers. Others, including my parents, agreed that I had no obligation to give up the ticket. She said, I just hate conflict. And there's a part of me that wonders, should I just kept the peace and given up my ticket? Nope. You did the right thing. I think she did, too. I would have grabbed the mic and been like, yo, listen, so here's the truth. Right. That's right. He asked me. You know I full said well. No. I said no. Right. He knows the truth. He's trying to pressure me into this. Right. We're not going to start y'all's, y'all's marriage off with a lie. And right. Let's have some fun. Well, it's easy to, to Monday morning quarterback it when you're in the middle of it. I'm sure she was just shocked yeah. that oh, he would I, do something like yeah. that. I mean, come on. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're located on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day. You have a special order for uh, Christmas? They can hook you up at FNL. All you got to do is give them a call and get that order in, and you can speak to Todd directly. He'll make sure that you get taken care of. That's what's so great about a small-town market. So this week, I'm sharing a lot of recipes that you can take to parties with you. We did an appetizer recipe yesterday. Uh, Now we're going to give you a recipe for a little something you can put on your cookie tray. Now, you might want to put this on the grown-up cookie tray. Um, This is especially with bear in mind. It's a Kentucky bourbon ball that is pretty dang delicious. And it's super easy to make, too. In a mixing bowl, you're going to combine um, a cup of confectioner's sugar and a third of a cup plus two tablespoons. Oh, just, yeah, just go ahead and, you know, put a half cup in there. Uh, anyway, of your bourbon and your sugar 
and you're going to stir in a little bit of corn syrup and get that all mixed together. Then you're going to add in two and a half cups of finely crushed vanilla wafers and make sure you get good ones. And you're going to stir that in along with some chopped pecans, cover and chill it for about 30 minutes in the refrigerator. Then you're going to form it into small balls. I do recommend that you make the balls a little bit smaller because, you know, you're not cooking out any alcohol in these. Uh, and then you're going to roll each one into confectioner sugar and store it in an airtight container. That's literally all it takes to make a Kentucky bourbon ball. I mean, you could make this. Think about it. Thank you. Well, I'm just saying. It's quick. It's easy. It looks just... great on your little platter. And, hey... I, and remind me to tell you the story about the lady at our radio station that didn't drink, but Ate those. got a little snockered on some rum and bourbon balls one year. Oh, that's another story for another day. It's uh, Five and Dine. You want to see the recipe, just go to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dine, join the group, and you'll find all kinds of holiday recipes. It's brought to you by FNL Market, where their meats are a cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at FNL Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. This week at FNL Market, save on Sugardale bacon, regular or thick cut, $2.98 for a 12 ounce pack. Boston butt roast are $1.98 a pound. Save on family pack sirloin tip steaks $4.98 a pound. Boneless chicken breasts are $1.98 a pound and you can sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member by texting FL Market to 833-605-1804. Stop by FNL Market today. 2517 Memorial Avenue Lynchburg. Their meat is a cut above. Happy anniversary, baby, got you on my mind. Well, if he hadn't been such a big loser and quit on me, it would have been our anniversary today with the morning jam. <laughs> Mark Lamb on the line. <laughs> wow. Good morning, wow, baby. <laughs> Good morning, darling. What an introduction. I Don't know. worry, he's coming back because that's clean to do now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. It's exactly right. How you doing? Well, I'm I'm doing okay. I I was gonna call, you know, in around seven forty-five, but I was in the in the shower. Oh God! Why are you doing this? Thinking about Putin? I I no no. Wow, what a memory! No, I I was just rubbing in in the fact that I'm not showering at you know three forty-five anymore. Um, But uh, you know what? You don't have to brag. Hey. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I kind of had a in uh, in Janet, you know this, and and I kind of had an interesting weekend last weekend. Mm. I was supposed to be doing a uh, event. I was supposed to MC an event for the Builders Association. I had my truck loaded, and thankfully my wife was home. I came in after loading the truck, and I just started talking gibberish. Um, and of course, she being a, a person who works in the medical field, thought. Uh, maybe I was having a stroke. And so she took me to the hospital, and for the next, I don't know, 21 hours I was there. Um, it, they ended up 
I go to the neurologist today, but mm-hmm. they call it transit global amnesia. So I apparently I went around the that. world. Yeah, I had neither, and now I can check that off on my passport <laughs> that I have uh, done that. And uh, so the last couple of days have been so-so. I was a little bit dizzy yesterday, but anyway, you know, feeling feeling pretty good this morning. Wanted to wish you a happy anniversary. Yes. And um, depending on what we come up with today, they're going to hook a bunch of wires up to me to see if I have brain waves, I guess. And and then, uh, you know, it, it, I kind of get my uh, marching orders for the rest of the week, which could right. affect me being there on Saturday. So I know. Out there for what I know. For. You know, Salty's going to think that that you're you're not coming because of him, because, you know, some people think you and Salty have bad blood. Well, please so. reassure him that it's not the reason. <laughs> But, um, you know, it was a little bit of a scare. Uh, sure. I'm holding in my, in my, as Rush used to say, I'm holding in my formerly nicotine-stained fingers uh, a, a piece of paper. Um, and it is the questions that I asked my wife for about eight to nine hours straight. Oh, my gosh. And, um, and when I really came to Friday night and started getting my, my uh, stuff together, um, I, I had this piece of paper laying on my chest and I said, what is that? She goes, these are the questions you've asked me for the last eight, nine hours. And oh there's goodness. the question, there's the questions and the answers on that paper. So apparently I was driving her a little bonkers and, you know, she has a sense of humor and so do I. So, um, I'm framing it and, uh, <laughs> framing this piece of paper. Um, and they were just simple questions. Can you like, share any of them? Well, yeah, who's covering the gig tonight? Okay. And Sean, my buddy, who's my Sean, Sean, my buddy, is battling cancer. God bless him. He worked with me for 17 years, uh, seven years in radio when we did Live Wire. He did it for me. Oh, nice. Um, I, I said, did I take my meds today? Um, did I have a stroke? Did I have a heart attack? Because um, I knew I was in. And who brought me to the ER? Does mom and dad still live in Gladys? Kind okay. Of, um, you know, and is my sister still living? And then I mentioned uh, the young man that used to live with us. Is he still at the at the place he's at in Danville? Uh-huh. And then, and then this was the tough one for me. Um, is Phil still here? Oh, yeah. I mean, so it, it's, it, the brain is an interesting thing, isn't it? Yeah, and Philip was my son that I lost sure. back in February, and then I asked if my brothers were doing okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, those were apparently things on my on my mind, and and what we all kind of have concluded is maybe I hadn't fully processed my son's death, and right, you know, because when I when I got back, you know, we were in the middle of a move for the station, and we kept grinding. Oh and, yeah, yeah, that's and right. I, anyway, so I I am. Hey, hey! You know today. what was not on your list? Me. Well, how's Janet? What about me? What about well, me? <laughs> <laughs> well, she didn't. She. This is a very small piece of paper. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. On both okay. Sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Both sides you. of it, and um, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it, I'm, I'm sure I asked about you, Janet. Um, hey, but, as uh, long as you didn't forget anyway, about me, it's all good. Well, pl- no, you know, please know and, and, that, and that I'm you and I liver. texted over the you and I texted over the weekend, mm-hmm. and 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 you said as long as I don't, and I said how could I ever forget 
about my Janet Rose, my Rose girl. <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, doing okay. Would appreciate your prayers. Just want to make sure, you know, I think I've seen other people go through similar things uh-huh. over the last 10 years, and it's kind of a, a one-off, and it's a blip on the radar screen, and I'm hoping that's that's what, sure. it, what it was and is for, is for me. Um, now, uh, to the topics at hand, I, of course, I'm not delved into the politics like I've been, um, but I, I was working on some some stuff last night, and of course the the you know the tallies were coming in for Georgia, and when I went sure. to that, I pretty much thought thought it was going to be Warnock, and 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 of course the Democrats are singing the happy dance this oh, morning, yeah. and, and and you know what, and they should because they have figured out a way to beat us. Yeah. They have figured out a way to make this pre-vote bullcrap mm-hmm. work for them. And if we don't say, okay, that's the game. And, and, and Trey, being a sports guy, if, if, if you plan on having a running offense and you come into that game with your defense, and next thing you know they start throwing the ball, throwing the ball, throwing the ball, you got to throw out your plan and say, gosh, they've all of a sudden become a throwing team. And then you've got to adjust adapt. your game, and and the Republicans better adapt, Janet. I know. Or we're not gonna we're not gonna win anything, you know, in the majority. And, We've and got griping, to win all these individual griping rates. about it, and and not doing because even even if they do get rid of it, which I doubt they will, but even if they do, you've still got how many yeah. elections, you know, before oh, anything how many could cycles? happen, right? Right. How many cycles incrementally could we win it back to overturn it? That mm-hmm. could be decades. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, we better adjust and say, you know what? We're going to have to become ballot stuffers and, and, and do it all legal. Right. But we're going to have to do harvest balloting and we're going to have to do everything. And yeah. you know what? We're going to have to use the same you know, tactics minus the, the corruption part of it. We just got to fight the game the way the game has been changed. And mm-hmm. COVID, you know, COVID put us over the hump there. And, and unfortunately, that's that's where we're that's where we're at. Now, when it comes to the cancel stuff, you know, just when you thought maybe we've seen the worst of it, it doesn't sound like it. I know. I know. Hey, we got to go to break at top of the hour. I, I appreciate you calling in so much. I wish you were here in the studio right, with us, uh, but happy anniversary, and keep me posted too, on babe. what they find, what they find out. I w- Roger that. God All right. You Talk to you later. We've got Bill Trefiro at the top of the hour. We're going to be talking the latest on Trump coming in the next hour. listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.